of the Most Delicious Life podcast. I am so excited to have you all here. I have had such a big day of podcast recording and I am just so excited to be bringing you this episode. I'm not going to give you too much introduction because as you can see from the title today, I got to speak with the incredible, the gorgeous Lily Turnton. She is from the Sunshine Coast, from where I'm currently residing. And she has essentially made it her mission to help inspire people to simply get moving in whatever form and capacity that looks like. Lily talks about fitness, health, and all things like mindset on her social media. She has an amazing social media presence. So if you want some daily inspiration and motivation, definitely jump over and follow her Instagram and her TikTok. But in today's episode, we are going to be talking about her running journey, her mindset towards running. And I feel like her journey really differs to, I guess, like the the more common running journey, i.e. like myself, like, you know, it was hard. I struggled. I couldn't run. I never associated with a runner. So it was really awesome and interesting to have a conversation with somebody who actually hasn't experienced those same types of limiting beliefs. We talk so much about mindset and the concept um, of how to push through those hard runs. And I really freaking loved our conversation about creating physical evidence of the hard things that you can do. So without further ado, enjoy this podcast episode. If you do enjoy it, please share it to your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag Lily. It would mean the absolute world. And don't forget to hit the follow button if you are not already following the Most Delicious Life podcast, but enjoy. Hello and welcome everybody. Today we are joined by an extremely special guest, somebody who I'm sure many of you know, Lily Turton, um, Sunshine Coast royalty essentially, like you're famous on Sunshine Coast. I'm (laughs) honoured. How are you today? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm great. That's amazing. Like you should be fabulous. I've just blown smoke up your ass for like nine minutes, so... Quite literally, I think my head is too big. I actually can't fit out this door. (laughs) I'm stuck in my office now. (laughs) No, we are so excited to have you here on this podcast. It is really, really cool having somebody who, you know, like even I look up to on social media, someone who has a following and puts out this really inspirational content. Like, I yeah, I think you inspire a lot of people. So it is really, really cool to have you here with us today. Um, we are going to be talking a lot about health and fitness and your running journey in particular. That is definitely, I don't want to say it's a trend at the moment because I'm very aware. And this is what I say to my clients that you're always in a bubble. And if you're in the bubble of like running, for instance, it's going to feel like everybody's running. If you're in the bubble of like gym girly, it's going to feel like everyone's doing that. But running has been on the up of popularity Um, but I would love to kind of just jump straight in and hear a little bit about what your health and fitness journey looked growing up. Like, how have you gotten to where you are today where you're running like 21 kilometers on a freaking Tuesday morning? (laughs) 
Well, first of all, thank you so much for that introduction. It honestly means the world. Like as we were kind of just discussing off air, mm-hmm. it, sometimes it can you can forget that like you actually are helping and impacting people on the other side. So it's really nice to actually hear someone tangibly say that. Like I, I really do appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so essentially I have actually always been a fairly active kid. Like I grew up doing pretty much every sport under the sun, whether it was um you know, swimming, surf life saving, competitive aerobic gymnastics. Um, and yeah, like I guess hockey, pretty much all of it. <laughs> Name <laughs> um, a sport, I've done it. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. I uh, can't say I'm the most coordinated person, but you know, you're living, you learn. <laughs> but yeah, so I was quite fortunate growing up in regards to that and even like relationship with food, like we had quite a balanced lifestyle like yeah lucky enough to live on the sunshine coast um like you you honestly well I couldn't have asked for a better upbringing um and yeah growing up I kind of just like stuck with surf lifesaving and aerobic gymnastics and competed at a national level and I guess that has just kind of evolved into what it is now like I gave up surf lifesaving a year ago now um I finished up and I was like pretty happy with my results at nationals. So I was just like, yep, I think, you know, doing it for 19 years is enough or not, probably not 19, but a long time. Yeah. You pick it up and put it down. Yeah. (laughs) And then I guess the transition into just kind of keeping that routine. Cause I think a lot of people who grow up doing sport, it can be quite difficult to navigate what to do after because you're so used to waking up at 4.30, going to swimming, you then you go to school, then you go to training in the afternoon, you come home, eat, sleep, repeat. Um, so since finishing that, I've really gotten into like the gym and I go to a functional gym on the coast called Rebel Maruchidor, Um, and also running a lot on the side of that. But mm-hmm. I actually didn't realize how important strength training was until last year. I actually injured my um, patella tendon in my knee. And because prior to that, I was running a lot, especially during COVID, because I think we all kind of got the COVID bug, yes. sorry, the running bug from COVID. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, kind of overdid it a bit there, which then maybe kind of take a step back and have to stop running but now I'm back on the grind absolutely loving it but also balancing that with the strength training yeah that's so cool did you find that you had many like limiting beliefs from growing up with sport or like I guess like rules around what fitness could look like what health could look like I think for me like the exercise component has always been quite easy like I you know, did there was there's this race in the Gold Coast called Cool and Got a Gold, and like I did that when I was 16, and I literally nominated for it like two weeks prior. Like, don't get me wrong, I was training before, but not specifically for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think there was many limiting beliefs around that. However, on the flip side, food has always been a bit of a difficult thing for me. Like yeah. I have struggled with binge eating and bulimia, um, but it's just I think always knowing that you have the choice like yeah you might have had a shit day but you have the ability to move forward from that and just always trying to be better each day and you know it doesn't matter whether it's health and fitness or your job or relationships nothing is ever linear so like just giving yourself the grace and the compassion because really if we if no one ever fucked up then hope I let us swear on here sorry yeah, <laughs> um, yes, yes. 
<laughs> then like what would life even be you know like yeah. we're we're meant to make mistakes and then learn towards them because you know there's definitely I think everyone would probably have some pretty shitty things that have happened to them within their life but it's like well if that didn't happen then you wouldn't be who you are today Mm, 100% so is that kind of like what your social media was born out of and that type of journey was born out of like wanting to create positive change for those people who kept feeling like they were tripping up constantly maybe struggling with their food like where what was that direction originally Honestly, if I'm being completely transparent, I can't really remember because yeah. I've had my account for probably four years now and yeah. or maybe it's five. I don't know. But I started it in grade 10, so when I was in high school. And I think wow. at the time I just I loved healthy baking and I wanted to share my recipes and I'm also quite passionate about photography. So I think it was more so that, however, as time's gone on, obviously my priorities and my aspirations have evolved so along the way it's definitely been like you know trying to help other people and especially going through an eating disorder at the moment my content isn't really tailored to that but I would like to get back to spreading awareness within that and knowing like trying to help especially girls and don't get me wrong males still go through it as well but making sure that they know that they're not alone because personally when I went through it I literally thought I was crazy I thought I was an alien I was like why am I struggling so much with this but then when you actually open up and talk about it a lot of people go through quite similar things 100% yeah like it may not be with eating but it can be with completely different things or it may be the same thing. But I think, yeah, just like knowing that you're not alone can be so reassuring and helpful to, you know, help you get through when it isn't the best time. Yeah. Yeah. So you essentially like built your own community. So you didn't feel as alone online. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess guess so. And I think also can be really great to look back yourself and watch the evolution of how far you've personally come as well yeah yeah have you found a good community within running now that you're posting about it talking about it more definitely I think the running community is 100% the most supportive because I definitely over the years have gone through a few different transitions and (laughs) Yeah, they like everyone is so nice. Yeah. So, like, don't get me wrong, especially when like some videos are like blowing up and like the millions of views, there's definitely some not so nice comments. But it's typically from like those bot accounts from like males overseas. Yeah. But I think they're also, you know, there's always a secondary gain from everything. And I think sometimes those nasty comments can also lead to you realizing things that you didn't even know about yourself. So if there's comments that I do kind of feel a bit triggered by, I often think to myself, well, if you're getting triggered by it, what part to it is true? Yeah. So I think that's just another thing to always come back to because, you know, it might not be, but I think there's always duality in everything. Yeah. I love that. Like turning that almost like weakness into a strength of like this is hurting my feelings and instead of just sitting in that and like letting yourself feel shitty because someone said something mean you're going okay but but why because it really shouldn't affect me I don't know this person like it's it can't be a personal attack if you don't actually know where it's coming from but it is feeling personal so yeah what's the I guess what's the history behind it what what else is hiding within me I think that's such a good way to look at I guess like hurt from your external sources. Definitely. And there's one quote that I've always really loved 
and I'm probably going to butcher this, but I think it was um, like if someone were to say to you, oh, I hate your pink hair, you wouldn't be triggered by it because you don't have pink hair, right? So (laughs) I think like that's always something that I come back to because it's like I think sometimes if you get really defensive, it's like are you actually just lying to yourself and not acknowledging a piece that you just don't want to see? Because I think taking responsibility for your own actions and don't get me wrong, we all fuck up you know, all the time. Mm. Um, but the best thing that you can do is take responsibility. Yeah, 100%. So in terms of taking responsibility, I guess, with your running, at what point did, did it, has it always felt easy for you going out on those runs, going out on those jogs? Obviously you had the injury. So even before that, like, cause I know for me when I started like, or not even when I started, but anytime that I've started to try run in the past, like five years, has been like pulling teeth. It has been the worst experience of my life. It makes me a very, it used to make me a very angry and aggressive person. My poor boyfriend used to cop it. He would try to get me to run hundred meters and I would just hurl abuse <laughs> in his direction. Like, why the <laughs> fuck are you trying to make me do this? I'm not a runner. You're like, I'm going to break up with you, mate. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, I don't want to run. Why do I have to run? And I would just get so angry because it would feel so hard. And then like, you are being triggered because you're like, why is this so hard for me? So I'm not sure if you ever experienced, maybe not to that level, but like ever experienced (laughs) that kind of like frustration or that difficulty when it comes to like, I guess, becoming a runner. Mm. You know, if I'm just being completely honest, I actually never experienced that because growing up, and I feel like everyone always expects me to be like, no, I hated it to begin with, but I, I just, I have to be honest, I didn't. Like I've yeah. always kind of have loved it. And like growing up, I always did quite well in cross country. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't really something that I struggled with. I did, like, I don't really love going for fast runs. I'm yeah. not a sprinter. Like, for example, if you were to tell me to sprint 100 meters, like I would rather go for a 10K run than do that. Yeah, um yeah. and because <laughs> my mum has always enjoyed running it's kind of something that's just like been within our family even my brother like I have tried for years to try and get him to go to a gym but he does not want to touch a single weight but if I say oh let's go for a run he'll be like oh yeah let's go yeah 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 I think a lot of people are kind of like one or the other yeah sometimes yeah. <laughs> no 100% and you know I feel like you can still even, you can empathize with the people who do find it hard. Like even if it's something that you've found easy your whole life, you still can acknowledge that yes, running is a hard thing. You know, you probably didn't just walk out the door one day and run 20 kilometers. That's been something that you've had to work towards. Um, And I'm sure there has been hard points on that journey. Oh, 100%. And I guess, yeah, you're so right. Like it can be applied to so many different aspects. Like even on the weekend, I would have, like, I did another half marathon and because I was just procrastinating doing my uni assignment. Like, I would have easily ran a full marathon if it meant I didn't have to do that assignment. Like, it's so interesting to me how we all have such different barriers around different things. And I guess for me, when it comes to pushing myself and my body, like, I love to do that just because I love that feeling. I gain so much mental clarity and it's... It's funny, I const- I do quite often get the comment, don't you get bored on your runs? And I think to myself, God, I got too much to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I guess, you know, 
no one wants to get up at 4.30 in the morning. Like I, I definitely find getting up early extremely hard. Like everyone has their hard, but, you know, I guess it is just about getting it done half the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Consistency. How do you push yourself to get up at 4.30 in the morning then? Do you just have that much discipline and willpower that you just do? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily willpower, but I think, and I don't, there, there is some mornings, like I'm human. I don't, like yeah. there's plenty of gym sessions that I miss as well. <laughs> but I think also like not beating yourself up about it. Like, first of all, yes, building discipline and routine because the more often that you do it and the more consistent that you are, it becomes so much easier. It's it's like anything, you know, you didn't, you weren't born being able to ride a bike. You had to practice at that to, you know, improve on your craft, but also just giving yourself the grace. Like if I skip the gym in the morning, because I'll usually go to the 4.40 class, so I'll have to wake up at 4.10, you know, if that is just logistically too early for me and I have had four hours of sleep, like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll set my alarm for 5.30 and then I'll go for a run. Or you know what? If I want the whole morning off, sweet, then I'll just go do something after work. Like for me, I do generally exercise in the morning and the afternoon purely because my job is sedentary. So I literally just sit down all day versus if I were a nurse, if I were a hospital worker, retail, a mum, like anything mm. like that, that you don't need to exercise as much as I am, for example, especially because like I'm not right now training for any specific event. I mean, I may be doing the Goggins Challenge sometime soon, <laughs> but most people aren't training for something. They're just training for general health. So I think taking the pressure off of yourself and just making sure it's something that you do enjoy. Mm, yeah, 100%. Sorry, I do go on a lot of tangents. <laughs> I am so here for the tangents. If there wasn't tangents, like what kind of conversation are we even having? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so what is the Goggins Challenge? Tell the people about this because you've done this once before and I did see you put on your Instagram story the other day like, should I do it again, guys? Like just floating <laughs> out the idea. <laughs> yes, I am quite a sporadic person. Well, I have been mm. have become over the past like 12 months. Yeah. Um, so essentially I did complete it earlier this year. It's called the David Goggins Challenge. He's not like as popular in Australia, but essentially he's just this guy who was previously a Navy. Just this guy. Just this guy. He's a bit of a legend, guys. <laughs> Go look him up. He was a previously a Navy SEAL, but he just does like all this insane training. Like he's, I really should know more about him, but he's just really inspirational. He ran an ultra marathon with like torn cartilage or ligaments or something like that. Exhibit A. See, he does crazy things. He just does. He was like almost (laughs) on his deathbed and he's like, no, I have to finish the race. And it's like, no, don't finish the race. But then he finished the race and he almost died. Like he's a wild guy. (laughs) He's on Ned Broxman's level. That's probably the best way I would describe him. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um. So essentially it is called like the four by four by 48. So you run four miles, which is six and a half kilometers every four hours for 48 hours. So it's yeah. it's a bit of an endurance challenge. And it's funny because like, I would rather do that than run a marathon. Yeah. Um, because it, the one thing that I found last time that was actually quite interesting is that it actually is quite hard because that four hour gap, it's not actually a four hour gap, like, let's say for example it takes you 45 minutes to do the run plus 
30 minutes to get there and get back what's that I'm really not good with math this afternoon like an hour and a half ish yeah yeah two hours yeah to sleep eat and recover yeah like it's it is quite difficult but it was the first time that I'd actually proven to myself like I'm actually capable of more like I don't know if you've heard of Meg Sutherland I don't know but she she does a lot of running um, and she really inspires me and she had done the challenge and she's actually the one who kind of inspired me to do the challenge except she did like instead of six and a half k's each time she did 10 k's and I was like god you're a beast wow okay <laughs> um but yeah so what's my train of thought what made you want to do it to start with Oh, this actually kind of leads into what I was going to say. Um, I I actually don't really know, but yeah, it was the first time I kind of realized that you are capable of more because I know that that quote or that saying gets thrown around quite a lot, but you actually don't realize how capable the human body is. And I think I the way I kind of look at it is that like if if I can do that and that's something that is very difficult something that I find very difficult on my body and on my mind then I can do other hard things mm. like this is so random but even I went to Europe um a couple of months ago <laughs> and the flight oh it's just so long it's a and long I'm, flight isn't it yeah <laughs> you're just sitting there and you're like when is this over <laughs> mm. Mm. but I would think to myself Lily, if you can do the Goggins Challenge, you can do this. You know, if you can do the Goggins Challenge, you can get up at 4.10 in the morning. Like, I think it's just kind of like a personal thing that I can reiterate to myself that you are capable of so much more. And the two things that kind of stuck out to me whilst I was running was that, like, you chose to do this. So it's like, you're going to do this with a smile on your face and get it done. But the second thing is like, I think a lot of us and myself included take for granted the ability to literally move. Mm-hmm. Like it, it sounds cliche and it sounds so simple, but like there is people who would kill to be able to even go on a 2K run. So, you know, why why wouldn't you want, want to move your body? Yeah, 100%. I was, I was saying this to a client the other day. Um, who wants to start running and we're talking about just picking a tree or a house and just running to that and then stopping and that's literally her run and I was like when you are running and even if that's a 500 meters or you're going for a 5k and the first time or every time you run past somebody potentially in a wheelchair or who's struggling to walk you're gonna feel so fucking grateful for your body and you're it's there's a lot like obviously you're running by the beach there's lots of people in wheelchairs you know outliving their life and I think it's different when you're running versus walking when you're walking you're still grateful but when you're running and your heart rate's elevated and you might be you know struggling for that breath of air or like your legs are hurting and you run somebody past somebody in a wheelchair it makes you feel extremely extremely grateful and that's not saying that their life is not amazing Mm, but it's that realization of like what you do have isn't what everybody has and you should be really grateful for that and oh. I, yeah, hundred percent. Like, I love that the Goggins challenge has given you that realization as well. Yeah, no, definitely. And even, um, it's funny because 
I do constantly say like, oh, I love running because of the runner's high and everything mm. like that. But I do completely understand that for the vast majority of people, like you're probably not going to experience that for the first couple of weeks. Like I think a lot of people do kind of start running and when I say start like they do it for one week and then they're like oh I didn't experience this like high that everyone's talking about like it just mustn't be for me but once again everything takes time so you need to actually give yourself and give your body the time to adapt and you know the chance to actually develop the endurance to experience the runner's high yeah yeah have you um it's just so random have you have you watched Harry Potter no that's why I'm asking because not everybody has Um, but there's this okay there's this one scene in the third movie where he's he's riding like this bird like this horse bird thing and he's going over the over the lake and he's like screaming because he feels free like he's on this horse bird and it's amazing and he's flying and we watched it with our friends the other night and I turned to my boyfriend I said that's how I feel when I run and he laughed oh, wow. at me. He laughed at me. And I was like, <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. Like, that's how I feel when I run. He goes, he's on a horse bird. And that's how you <laughs> feel when you run. And I was like, yeah, like it gives me that feeling. Not every run, but like oh, God, no, but some of them. The good ones, some of them. I'm like, I feel like him on the freaking horse bird over the lake. <laughs> I love that. I feel like that is probably the perfect description, even though I haven't seen the scene. But yeah. what I can imagine, have you ran down Alex Hill? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be it because it's just yeah. like such a steep incline that you're like running so fast, your legs are just going. You're like, wow, I feel great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like literally just running by the beach gives me that feeling. I'm just like, look at the fucking beach. It's amazing. How do we get to run here? We're so lucky. Mm. and even that's like another thing you know I think that's one of the most incredible things about traveling is you get to see oh wow like the vast majority of the population around the world do not have the privilege of living near the beach like I actually could not ask for a better scene to run next to Mm. we take it so for granted absolutely (laughs) like I've never lived inland I've always lived on the beach or by the beach and we just do. We just take it so for granted. Um, one of my friends the other the other day realized that the beaches in Europe are rocks and it's not mm. actually sand. Showing how the fuck do you go to the beach if it's rocks? I'm like, well, you just lay your towel down and it's fine, or you sit in like a banana chair, chair or something. And she was so just confused that a beach <laughs> isn't just sand everywhere. <laughs> Oh wow, that would have been very eye-opening. <laughs> it was. It was very. <laughs> you could see like the cogs going, and she's just like not understanding what we're explaining to. Her. Yeah, she's like trying to register and like comprehend it. <laughs> yeah, she's probably picturing like massive boulders. I'm like pebbles. Think pebbles. Um, <laughs> and still rocks. <laughs> just not quite fine-graded sand. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, it is. I you make me want to do this Goggins challenge like <laughs> well feel free to come join oh, <laughs> we I haven't date yet, I but... actually would <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're literally doing it for fun yeah. actually well my friend who I'm do- hopefully doing it with I hope she says yes because <laughs> she's meant to have just got back from New Zealand today <laughs> so it could just be me <laughs> yes oh my gosh no it's gonna be so cool and I think everybody needs Something along those lines where they can look back and go, if I did that, I can do X, Y, Z. I can wake up in the morning. 
I can go for the two kilometer run. It doesn't have to be a crazy massive challenge that takes 48 hours and, you know, no, no, no. This. but it's find that hard thing that you have to really push yourself to do is super out of your comfort zone. And it might be something you just do once in your life, but you can always look back and go, well, I did that. Definitely. Yeah. I honestly couldn't agree more. Mm. Even like for some people, it would be like going on a solo holiday. Like maybe it's going to Europe by yourself or or with a friend, even with a friend, but going to Europe, going on a plane without the safety of like your parents or whoever. It's like, well, I did that and that's a big deal. So if I can do that hard thing, then I can do anything. Oh, 100%. And even like that in regards to like failing. Like I think so many people are scared to do something, whether it is within their health and fitness journey or the career or just putting themselves out there. And don't get me wrong, like once again, I experienced the exact same thing within different aspects of life. But I can't think of anything worse than sitting here and then in 12 months' time having not grown, having not evolved, having not taken chances on different things because I know it sounds cliche, but I honestly don't believe you can ever fail at something until you give up. 100%. I agree. Yeah. I fully agree. (laughs) Did you ever have that fear that you would give up when you were doing that challenge? I genuinely surprised me because I went into it and I kind of psyched myself out the first day. Like I was like, wait, what am I doing? Like, cause I <laughs> hadn't had like any injuries since my knee. And then on the first run, my calf was so sore and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. But I said to myself, I was like, the goal is just to run half of them. If you need to ride a bike for the, like the remaining, um, the remaining six, that's good me. Yeah, the math still ain't nuts. <laughs> yeah, for the remaining six, like that is completely fine. So the fact that I was able, like I didn't walk any of it. Mm, wow. So the fact that I was able to run them all, you know, I'm not saying it was a fast pace, but I just didn't care. Like just the fact that I proved to myself that I am capable of so much more than I realized I was. Yeah. Yeah. I people don't even let themselves try to find out how much more they can do. You see it all the time. You see lifting weights in the gym, like a safe exercise. You're thinking like a row, you know, it's a safe exercise. You're really not going to hurt yourself. But the idea of like putting extra weight on, it's like, what if I can't lift it? Then you don't lift it. And then you go back down. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think especially for a lot of females, like I know firsthand how daunting it can be going to a gym and, you know, Sometimes you can psych yourself out thinking, oh, but if, if I don't make the weight, everyone in the gym will be staring at me, looking at me. Like, babe, I can almost guarantee no one, no one's looking at you. And if they're looking at you, they're probably looking through you, trying to look at the mirror to look at themselves. Like, we are all so busy, wrapped up in our own lives. Like, the reason that we all think everyone's, like, looking at us is because we're so obsessed with ourselves. Yeah. Like, the yeah. most important person to anyone is themselves. So I think, yeah, just remembering that you're not as important to anyone else, you know, yes. yeah. <laughs> in, in like of, the nicest way possible. Yeah, absolutely. A lot <laughs> of mindset things is literally just like remembering and reminding and saying it over and over and over and over again, because it's not just going to stick from one. And I think oh, a lot yeah. of people get really exhausted with the whole mindset game of like, but I constantly have to do it. I'm like, I know. <laughs> mm. The people, so real. Think, the people you think have their shit together have their shit together because they're constantly doing the things that you think are, is too much effort. Mm. 
that is that's such a big piece to it yeah it's a it's like a privilege like well I should just get to feel this way or I should just get to be this way it's like why do you just get to be anything and I think especially because like social media just makes everything look so pretty and easy you know everything just falls into everyone's lap magically but majority of the time you only see what people are doing five percent of their life you don't see how much hard work goes into you know whatever whatever it is because everyone's just going to post the glamorous sides yeah it's it's not fun or pretty to post when you're struggling you know Mm. Um, I even had a conversation with my coach a few months ago because I was having a hard time and I said to her I was like I feel like I'm lying on my social media because I'm not posting about it and she's like we are not lying because you're not also getting on your social media and going, I'm the best I've ever been. My life's amazing. You're just showing up as a business owner, break yourself away from like your business and showing up on social media. Cause essentially for everyone on social media, even if it's not like a business, like a coaching business, like me or something, if you're an influencer, it's still a business. And you still sometimes need to detach yourself from that. Cause I was getting so wrapped up in like that. I have to be honest, but I also don't want to talk about what I'm going through. And she's like, but you're not, but you're not lying. But in my head, I'd convinced myself that I was convincing people of a lie. Mm. And it's so funny how sometimes like you can work yourself up over those types of things. And like, don't get me wrong, there can be duality to it, but it's like, you know, sometimes it can actually be really beneficial to share what you're going through because then other people know that they're not alone. But then it's also just checking in with yourself as to the intentions behind it. Like, are you doing it to make sure people aren't feeling alone or are you doing it for the sympathy and like the comments and, you know, the reactions to kind of soothe yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Just want that validation. Yeah. (laughs) So what is the, I know you said for fun, but do you have a hope for a different kind of outcome with the Goggins challenge this time around, or what are you trying to show yourself this time? That's actually a really great question that I don't think I've fully even thought through myself. (laughs) I think at the moment, like, you know, my body has just been like responding so well to my training that I was like, why not? Like I'm someone who is so goal orientated and I thought, well, I don't really have many goals at the moment. So I would just love to do the challenge again. And also like, if I'm being completely honest, it is really great in regards to like helping me out with having different content to post on socials because I love posting to help other people. And then also being able to create another source of income and just like all of the things that it becomes is also really cool so you know I think once again showing and I've had like recently a bit of a large influx of new followers showing them even you are capable of more because you know they can scroll back through like the old feed and stuff but Mm. yeah just being able to show people that once again yeah yeah that's exactly why I did uh, I'm doing my challenge is like because what challenge are you doing I'm running every day for 100 days well, love that. What day are you up to? 92. 93. Ooh. I think today's 93, actually. Congrats. Oh, my goodness. You should be so proud of yourself. I am. I, I actually am. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, own it, girl. That was one of those things that, like, I went for one run. I ran three kilometres and I thought, wow, that felt pretty good. And I hadn't ran three kilometres. That was, like, my max. I hadn't ran that for a few months. And I was, like, came back home from that run 
I'd seen a TikTok earlier that day of a girl who did 100 days of running. I turned to my boyfriend. I said, I want to run every day for 100 days. And he was like, do it. So like, yes. It literally was just born from someone on TikTok and a good feeling run. And then later that week, I hit my first 5K and I cried. <laughs> that is awesome. Because I That's never so cool. thought, I never thought I would be able to run five kilometers. Three was my max. It's all I could hit, all I could hit in quotes. Um you know, and as soon as I, yeah, tried to do that five and I did it, I just like stopped and I burst into tears. Oh, well, you should be <laughs> so proud of yourselves, especially since you had literally never ran yeah. like more than three. Yeah. Like going up to five within one week is epic. Yeah. I did like my own tiny bit of, because I, I went back to playing soccer this year. So I did like a tiny bit of like preseason training, three Ks max. I just focused on getting that fast um, and I did that pretty well, but anytime I tried to run to three and a half or four kilometers, my mind would get in the way. I would either, I'd get a really bad stitch, I'd get really bad cramps, or it'd be too hot, or it'd be too hard, and I need to stop and walk. I I never let myself get past three kilometers, no matter what I did. Um, yeah, it's 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 been crazy, the 100 days of running of like, those 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 nights where you have to go out and do your run because you didn't do it that day or you were busy. Um, I've been really fortunate. My boyfriend's doing it as well, um, which has been really cool. Um, he's naturally a good runner. So <laughs> I don't love running with him all the time, but Sorry, people. yes, he also doesn't like running with headphones. So when I run with him, I have to run with no headphones because otherwise he gets sad because I'm not talking to him. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, and I'm I don't like, know how I'd go with that. But sometimes running, you know, in science can actually be so good because then you just get to gain some mental clarity. Yes. Well, it's been a it's been a thing that I've had to really learn. It's been like another hurdle that I kind of got forced into because of him. I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for him. I would be strictly headphones. So it's been cool to, you know, like I think we ran eight kilometers once with no headphones. And I'm like, I cannot believe I did that. Like, how did I run 8K without a headphone in? <laughs> That is epic. That is so yeah. cool. Like 100 days and you've, you know, no injuries, you've improved to 8Ks. Like that is yeah. epic. But I also think it just kind of goes to show that like, you know, you always hear people say, oh, I'm just not a runner. Like I just can't run more yeah. than 1K. But I'm like, yeah. if I offered you a million dollars tomorrow, if you ran 10Ks, <laughs> I can almost guarantee 99% of the population could do it. Yeah, yeah. But I think one of the one it's not like a quote, but a saying that I 100% believe is that building confidence comes back to self-trust and fulfilling the things that you say that you're going to do. For example, you saying you're going to run for a hundred days and like you're literally nearly at a hundred. So it's like, I can almost guarantee you would probably be feeling a lot more confident in yourself and in every other aspect of your life. Yeah. And that was it. Like, I wanted to prove to myself that I could actually stick to something for a hundred days. I don't think I've ever stuck to something as diligently, not for a long time. At least I I dabbled in bodybuilding a few years ago and I was extremely rigid and diligent with that. But since like healing that side of myself and that mindset and becoming a lot more balanced, I found also that I wasn't, I wasn't able to push past that threshold anymore because I was Mm. so scared of it because of the, the trauma from bodybuilding. Um, but I needed to find an outlet in a different kind of space. And it's it's really cool to see what it's done within my own community 
clients of mine who want to start running random messages from people on Instagram who are like, I went for my first run today because of you. Like it's the running community is incredible. And what I've kind of adopted is that you don't even have to have gone for your first run yet to be able to call yourself a runner. Cause if you want to go for your first run, then I already think your, your mindset's there. Like if you're thinking about it, if you know, you want to do it, you need to start calling yourself a runner. Cause if you say I need to get into running or I need to become a runner, it's going to feel too scary to go for that first, that first jog. Yeah, absolutely. I think just like not overthinking it. Like, you know, I think sometimes we just make it too deep. It's like, you know, I'm just going to chuck on my joggers and just get out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Start, start walking and then pick a tree and just run to that tree. Yeah. Jog, jog to it. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. The, yeah. The first time I ran my, my first kilometer, it was an accident. I didn't, I didn't make it. I went for That's a so walk. Cool. I went for a walk and I sent my boyfriend a Snapchat and he goes, you out for a walk without me? And he was like almost home. And I was like, no. And I felt really guilty because we would go for afternoon walks together. And I was like, he's going to be home quicker than I can walk back home. So I just kind of like really slowly started shuffling. And I was like, this has got to be faster than, than me walking. And I was going really, really slow. And I made it back home and I was like panting and my watch went ping and it hit like 1k just as I got home. And I was like, run a, run a kilometer. And that alone just gave me all this confidence to be able to go like, I can run. Like how how did I do that? That's insane. Okay, I'm sorry, but that is like the coolest like running story I've ever heard. Like just getting felt, a running story. I felt so <laughs> guilty that I went for a walk without him. I wish my getting into running story was that cool. Because <laughs> before this, I was the girl who couldn't run 100 meters, and I would yell. At, I would yell at my boyfriend, and it would be like he was trying to kill me. <laughs> It the neighbors be, be thinking, um, what's going on over there? He will vouch for this. He says to me all the time, he used to, he used to be so angry, so angry anytime I talk about running. <laughs> yeah, I felt personally attacked at people who could run and I couldn't. Mm, mm. And isn't it interesting now that you're like, oh, oh, wow, that was actually my issue, not this. Yeah, I'm like, yep, that was a whole me thing. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want to, I didn't want to struggle. Like I, I much prefer to go for a slow jog, whatever slow means for everybody. Um, I see some of my friends like on Strava and I'm like, fuck, you're fucking sprinting, like slow down over there. Um, but, but my, my slow is somebody else's fast. So it's all just mm. and I went through that. subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I, I went through the exact same thing. You're like, oh my God, like I can't post this screenshot of my distance because it's got the time in it. And I don't want people to see what pace I was doing, but it's like, who cares? You're not training for the Olympics. Yeah, it can get really overwhelming with social media. It's super motivating and amazing to see all these people running, people training for marathons. It is really inspiring. But when people are you know, training for marathons to get a time, it can also be like really intimidating because you're like, wow, look how fast they are running and look how far they are running. And it takes me an hour to run, you know, my 6K or whatever it is, however long it takes you, it can feel really intimidating. But I think it's always reminding yourself that like, well, you aren't training for the Olympics. They have a different goal to you. You're in a different phase. And if you never, ever, ever want to do a, a competition or 
a run or a marathon or whatever it is, then that's so fine as well. Like running's meant to be a cheap hobby. Yeah, definitely. And like, even if you are someone who needs that extrinsic motivation, then you can buy a program. Like it, yeah. it kind of just like suits everyone. Yeah. Cause you yeah. can do it for free. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any like specific, I guess, like simple tips or tricks for a beginner runner? Cause I know, like you said, your Instagram's like getting more followers. I'm sure there are people looking to run. They're inspired by runners. Are you finding that like it's a lot of people who are lacking your running content? Yeah, definitely. And I think just because I've kind of like tried to break it down a little bit, like I think I sound like a bit of a broken record, but I can't reiterate enough how important it is just to take the pressure off and run slow. Like I used to find I would be like, oh, I don't want to go running in the bar in case I see people and they see that I'm running slow, but it's like, who cares? Drop your ego and just run slow. It doesn't matter. No. But I think also investing in a good pair of running shoes, like, you know, Sorry, it doesn't have to be $500 shoes with a carbon plate in them, but also get something that is good for your feet. Like head down to your local shoe shop and get your feet tested because I can recommend shoes that I have, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be the right ones for you and your feet. So I think, yeah, just investing in some good shoes and then just, you know, taking your time. And if you are someone who does need a program, you know, get one. Yeah, if there's also lots of free programs online. You type in like couch to 5K and you will find free programs in the images section on Google. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm. Like you can get them for free or like you can pay for them because like even I know some people, they value it more because they've had to pay for it. So it's like yeah. they have that obligation to do it. But also yeah. if if you find it for free and that works for you, awesome. Yeah, 100%. I can definitely vouch for the shoes. I think I spent the first 20 or 25 days running in my runners that I had had for three years, walked hundreds of kilometers in, they were worn through. I ran in the rain. My feet were soaked because like there was just like, yeah, like it was bad. So I can definitely vouch for the needing new shoes. Um, As soon as I got my running shoes, I was like, I'm on clouds. I was running (laughs) on the ground in my shoes. Wow, I was here and now I'm up here. Yeah, those first few runs in the new shoes were fast because I was just like going. Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so amazing! But I have a couple questions from some of my clients um in the group chat, and one of the questions is, "How did you find your passions? And did you try the things and fail?" She put it in quotation marks, or dislike them, or anything like that. But yeah, how did you find your passions? In regards to like health and fitness or just like life and career? So in regards to life, but probably in regards to health and fitness, she watches you on social media. So. Right. Okay. Um, I think it is just trial and error. Like for example, in regards to careers, like I, you know, I've done the hospital, I've done the retail, like I've done all that. And then, you know, finally I'm like, like I've been in my dream career for like a few years now and it's like, okay, it's actually pretty beneficial doing things that, you don't like because then it really goes to show when you get to the stage that you do really enjoy you're just a lot more grateful for it and in regards to sport like I am horrible at any any sport with a ball in it like if it's netball if it's rugby I am horrific I have terrible coordination so you will not catch me doing those sports 
but I am quite good at endurance sports yeah. and like that's that's just something that I've found that works for me so yeah I just I think trialing different things is super important like don't get me wrong I am quite lucky that I've always kind of had a bit of a sense of direction with yeah. most things in life but I've also opened up those opportunities for myself like even in regards to yeah like sport like I stuck at like two different ones so then you know when I was at the national level then it was like okay well which one do I want to pick and then even in career like I I went to uni I've done two certs and I was doing a third one but then also trying the different other things so then I have those options because I don't want to be someone who does the same career for 60 years like I would love to do different things and mix it up um so yeah, <laughs> yeah. no I love that I love that question I think everyone's going to be different some people will have the passions from when they're younger and they they have a direction and I think other people it is trial and error when you get to adulthood or where, wherever you're at that you do need to actually kind of branch out and go, oh, maybe I'll try bouldering. Maybe I'll try running, especially when it comes to your health and fitness. You know, so I saw for so many girls who were like, I had never stepped foot in a gym when I was in high school and now I found it. And why did nobody put me in a gym sooner? Because I hated sports. Mm. I thought I hated exercise. Um, I think a lot of people find their passion through exercise as well. Or your passion could be gardening. My boyfriend loves to bonsai. That's a passion of his. Exactly. Like everyone has that. It's thing. super random. One of his friends just bought a bonsai one day and they three boys kind of all got into it. And now my partner's really taken to it. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I they, love that. I love it. Like, and it's such a random hobby, but he loves nature. He loves plants. He likes being creative. It's a creative outlet for him, but you know, your passion can be anything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I enjoy my afternoons going for a run or going for a walk or to the gym or whatever, but that's not to say someone can't enjoy their afternoon painting or playing with their dog. Like, you know, everyone has their different thing. And just because someone likes something doesn't mean that's what you have to like and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stop trying to follow the trends when it comes to your passions. Just yeah, yeah. Maybe give it, a go, yourself. If you don't like them, don't stick to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other question that I got asked was how or yeah, what did she write? Are you, she wants to kind of know like, are you living in the best time of your life? You know, and how have you created that space? Like, do you think that right now is the best time in your life that you've experienced? Wow, I've actually never been asked this question. That's I really like it. Me too. I read it. I was like, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think definitely it's one of the best times in my life. Like I think, I feel like the present date is always kind of pretty good because when I reflect upon this time last year, like I was really struggling with my eating disorder Yeah. and you know, that may have quote unquote been one of the worst times within my life, but you know, you don't know what you don't know. So you didn't even know that it was that bad until you look back and you're like, fuck, that wasn't the best time. <laughs> but yeah. I probably would say it's it's the best time up until to date. Um, that's not to say, you know, down the line when, you know, you have kids and you get married and everything like that, it'll probably be the best time or whatever. But yeah, I would probably say it is the best time. Like I think I'm definitely in a time of refinement, especially with the people around me. Um, cause currently as we speak, I've kind of been thinking and I'm like, oh, you know, 
how do I feel when I leave that situation or how does how does this make me feel so I think it's so important to constantly check in with yourself and be honest with yourself is this what I'm happy with in regards to relationships friendships your training am I actually enjoying this or did I previously enjoy it and it's just convenient to still quote-unquote be enjoying it yeah yeah 100 I think age and maturity give you that as well um Mm. like I I always like I, I've loved every, like every single year of my life has gotten better. And that's not yeah. to say that it can't get quote unquote worse because something might happen or there's a tragedy or mental health. But for me personally, so far, every year of my life, especially in my twenties has gotten better. And I think that is age and refinement of knowing what you actually value and what you want in your life and who you want to be surrounded by in your life. But I also don't want to hold on to like, oh, your twenties are going to be your best. Because then you're already yeah. shitting on you're already shitting on your thirties, and then what happens when you're like fifty? If your twenties are your best, and you're only halfway through, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like if your twenties are the best years of your life, what happens when you're fifty years old? Is that mm. is that going to be shit? Are you just going to be sitting in a chair wishing that you were back in your twenties, or are you then going to go fifties are the best years of my life? This is amazing, and my like my parents said that a lot. You know, like where I'm at right now is the best of best time in my life. Like it, cause it just always could get better. They could always have more or they've learned more or they've got different friends or, you know, more money as you get older for a lot of people as well. My dad would always be like, well, I can take more holidays now. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, you got more freedom in that regard. Always try and find the positives. You know, he might've been able to play more sport when he was when he was in his thirties versus in his fifties, but in his fifties, there's other things to look forward to and enjoy. And I think that's a big part of like living in the best part of your life is that you always make it the present. Yeah. And that's so true. Like in regards to living the present, because I feel like that's the best way to live because if you're constantly, you know, thinking about, Oh, well it was better in the past. This happened in the past or what's going to happen in the future. Like that's when it kind of becomes not the best time in your life because you're not living in the present. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Nothing, nothing moving forward. Like you can't control what's going to happen or, you know, change anything that's already happened. So you may as well just enjoy what you're currently living in. Oh my God. Like finish. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Before I ask you my final quick little rapid questions, did you have any last bits you would like to? say to the listeners any pieces of advice that you want to just like put out there one more time (laughs) we can see her she's thinking (laughs) yeah I'm I've been put on the spot here (laughs) there's so many great pieces of advice to go through in her brain (laughs) oh no um (laughs) I guess yeah like just doing the things that make you happy like it is your life yeah, I know it sounds cliche, but like you only get one. So you, there's no point of spending it doing things that you don't like, that you don't enjoy. So yeah, just kind of staying true to yourself and trying different things to figure out what brings you joy and you happiness. And just because it might not make sense to someone else doesn't make it any less as long as it makes sense to you. I love that so much. So on that note, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot again. Um, My (laughs) final four quick fire questions. They're a lot easier than give me your big piece of advice. Um, (laughs) So question number one is what is your favorite gym exercise? 
Maybe they are. Any specific body part or anything? No, anything. Okay, I'm going to have to say two, yep. if that's okay. Yep. Bench press. Yep. And this is my thing. Like, I love doing upper body, but I found I got a really big upper body. But ladies, do not worry about that. It does not it's matter. It's really hard to gain muscle up there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and hip thrust, because who doesn't want a fat ass? Yes, hip thrust. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love. Um, what is your current food obsession? Chocolate and my chocolate oats always. <laughs> Just gonna guess oats <laughs> or fish bowl. <laughs> oh, yum! I had like a pokey bowl, fish bowl thing for lunch, like homemade. It was so good. Yum. Um, a podcast recommendation. I mean, I could say mine, but I'm not going to. Um, but you can say that at the end where people can find you. <laughs> yeah, save that one for later. Yeah. I. Which one am I loving at the moment? It depends what you're into. So I, I really do love like Pursuit of Wellness with Mari, um, Raw Reality with Tori and Lily, Tori and Lily, the two girlfriends I have from the Gold Coast, um, Georgie Stevenson, The Rise and Conquer, You Can't Go Past Them, or Gary V. if you're into social media marketing. Yeah, all great podcasts. I do love when you post a Gary V. one. I'll always click that link and I'm like, what's this one about? It's so a legend. He's so good. I do love listening to his episodes. Yeah, he's a bit of a hype. And, uh, Okay. Yeah, he is. He is a great hype. And then the last question is, what makes you feel like you are living your most delicious life? Most delicious life. Interpret that however you want. Well, just to finish the podcast succinctly, I would probably say going for a run and then finishing it, going and getting in a side bowl with girlfriends. That's beautiful. That's like, mm-hmm. now you need to go do that on like your weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I think this Saturday I I have to lock it in now. Yeah, it has to happen. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. It has been an absolute pleasure to get to talk to you and have you on here. But where can the people find you? No, well, thank you for having me. If you would like to find me, I am on Instagram, Lily Turden with two N's, on TikTok, Lily Turden Fit, and the In It All podcast if you're not already irritated by my voice. I'm sure people will be jumping straight over there and clicking the follow button and going and binging those episodes that you guys have. Because it is a new podcast, guys. So you absolutely can go over there and binge the few episodes. It's very palatable. Go and do it. Go do it on your run. Go for a run and listen to them. Yeah. It's a great combo. And let me know what you think or if there's any topics that you would like us to discuss. Absolutely. That sounds amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, again, thank you so much. And I will chat to you and everybody else next time.